Welcome to the Crosstower Market Color Call. It's Monday, November 29th. I'm Martin Gaspar, research analyst, and with me is our trader Chad Steinglass and data scientist Catherine Webb. Chad, what are you looking at in the markets this morning? Good morning, Martin. We're seeing a little bit of a relief rally after the uh, real carnage that we saw on Friday as uh, news of the uh, Omicron variant of uh, COVID is kind of discovered in, in South Africa. Now, uh, it was a bit of a perfect storm the way that that news came out. Uh, we saw the first reports on Thursday night, on Thanksgiving night, and traders, you know, in, uh, in traditional assets uh, knew that they only had a couple hours of, uh, of open market on Friday to rearrange their position, put on any hedges, uh, reduce their exposure if they needed to. And so it was really a mad dash to try to uh, realign, uh, you know, uh, risk. So all these, you know, all these traders, all these investors that realized that they were probably a little overexposed needed to get out and, and uh, you know, realign their risk as fast as possible uh, during a half day on a, after a holiday on a Friday. Uh, so it is not surprising that there was a lot of market impact to that. Um, you know, that's really what sent traditional markets down. That's what sent uh, crypto markets down. Uh, so since then, over the weekend, we've had a little bit of time to just digest the news, get a little bit more information. Um, you know, there's still a lot of risk out there, but I, you know, it, it seems as though the market was probably just trying to react a little too early and be a little too cautious. Uh, and that comes from being, you know, there being a lot of uncertainty. If there's one thing that that risk markets hate, it's uncertainty. So we're seeing a bit of a, uh, a relief rebound today. Not all the way, of course. Uh, you know, this is still uh, a risk, and, and it's probably correct that uh, equities trade a little bit lower um, than before than before the news of the variant came out. Uh, but we're seeing a uh, you know strong rebound in crypto, especially, uh, and a little bit of a rebound in stocks. Um, Last night, the uh, we had a, a quick rally as soon you know right around the time that equity futures uh, open up, uh, and to me that says that everyone who is like looking to buy the dip tried to go in and buy it uh, right away when uh, when equity futures open right around the time that uh, you know that's when CME futures open for crypto as well. Uh, overnight, we saw still some selling in Asia and still some selling in Europe. I attribute that to a lot of just kind of catch up, uh, especially in Asia. They, you know, their markets were closed before the majority of the selling in the U.S. occurred on Friday, and so the Asian markets had some catching up to do just to kind of get in line with uh, with U.S. markets. Um, still seeing a little bit of risk off in Europe. Uh, also, not that surprising because. Uh, just Europe tends to be a little bit less aggressive in trying to dip by than the U.S. The U.S. tends to be more, uh, or the U.S. tends to be less risk averse than, than Europe in general. Uh, so right now I am watching, just kind of remains to be seen if when U.S. markets open, what the, uh, what the kind of general consensus will be, whether it'll be to uh, utilize this as, as a dip buying opportunity or whether there are still a lot of traders who, you know, needed to reduce their position, reduce their risks, and didn't get enough shares off on Friday. So they might be coming in and, and seeing this little rebound as a gift to try to uh, to go and, you know, still just kind of realign their books. Um, 
but uh, so that's that's kind of uh, where I am right now. A little bit wait and see, uh, but but what we're seeing is very encouraging. Also, uh, crypto specific, uh, MicroStrategy just announced that they bought another seven thousand uh, BTC over the course of the month at an average price of like around fifty nine thousand, I believe. Um, and so that's uh, you know another uh, another kind of strong uh, vote of confidence. However, it's coming from MicroStrategy and their confidence was never really in doubt. So I'm not sure if that changes the picture that much. All right, back to you. Thanks, Chad, good color there. Vitalik Buterin uh, posted on an Ethereum forum about EIP 4488, which is a proposal to decrease transaction call data gas costs and add a limit of how much total transaction call data can be in a block. The proposal highlights concerns regarding high transaction fees on layer one blockchains for rollups and the considerable amount of time to implement and deploy data sharding. The proposal states a short-term solution to further cut costs for rollups and to incentivize ecosystem-wide transitions to a rollup-centric Ethereum is desired. He went on to state that the gas cost parameters could be decreased without further adding a limit to the block size, but this could result in a security uh, concern. If this proposal is accepted, it will likely require a network upgrade and could result in a backwards incompatible gas repricing on the Ethereum ecosystem. Miners would then be required to comply with any new rules. The Ethereum community is also looking at other alternatives, such as implementing a soft limit. Coindesk reported Yaron Shalem, CFO of Celsius, was one of several people arrested in Tel Aviv in connection with Israeli crypto mogul Moshe Hagag. Celsius released a tweet stating they have been recently made aware of a police investigation in Israel involving an employee, saying while this is in no way related to the employee's time or work at Celsius, the employee was immediately suspended uh, and Celsius also said they verified that no assets were misplaced or mishandled. Israeli police said they had arrested eight individuals on suspicious on suspicion of money laundering and other charges. And turning to the Twitter front, uh, really the last you know over the holidays, I've seen a lot of tweets. Uh, you know, kind of grim. People were wondering whether you know the top had already passed. The mood was pretty sour, um, especially following the pullback last week. Um, some notable tweets, though, that uh, transactions on Avalanche are becoming relatively expensive, given the recent popularity of it, as, as shown by its soaring uh, TVL and DeFi ecosystem. And uh, yeah, this morning, a lot of buzz about uh, MicroStrategy's BTC purchase, and also last week, how El Salvador bought the dip, acquiring 100 more BTC. And with that, I'll pass it over to Catherine to discuss some mining news. Thank you, Martin. Google's The Threat Horizon report has indicated that the majority of the recently attacked accounts on the cloud on Google's cloud platform service were used to mine cryptocurrencies, with the report stating that malicious actors were observed performing cryptocurrency mining with compromised cloud instances. Of the 50 recently compromised GCP instances, 86% were used to perform crypto mining, which typically consumes lots of CPU or GPU resources. Next up, we have some news coming out of China. Bloomberg is reporting that China is considering setting up a digital asset exchange in Beijing in order to promote the use of the digital yuan in order to crack and to crack down on cryptocurrencies. 
Guidelines issued by the State Council revealed that Beijing will explore the possibility of establishing a, a bourse for digital assets trading as part of a broader effort to boost its financial services within the capital. The cabinet also called for faster trials of the digital yuan and for big banks to set up operational firms um, for the digital asset. The, uh, the People's Daily, which is the Chinese uh, Communist Party's official newspaper, is warning investors about NFTs and questioning whether this is a zero-sum game hyped by cryptocurrency investors and capital. So far, NFTs have evaded scrutiny in China, but experts are warning that tighter regulations may be on the way. In the UK, the British Tax Authority, the HMRS, HMRC um, have introduced a 2% digital service tax, which applies to all cryptocurrency exchanges operating within the UK. Um, the HMRC does not recognize digital assets as financial instruments, and therefore digital exchanges are not eligible for financial exemptions from the tax. Um, a Singapore-based uh, fund manager, Fintonia Group, have who are registered with the Monetary Authority of Singapore, have launched a physically backed uh, Bitcoin fund and a yield fund. And finally, the Bank of Tanzania is in the process of launching its own centralized digital bank, according to announcement by the bank's governor at the central bank's organized 20th conference for financial institutions. And that's all the news I have for you today. I hope you have a wonderful day. Back to you, Martin. Catherine. And we'll wrap it up there. Thank you for our listeners for tuning in. Please check out crosstower.com for more news and market color. Thanks for listening.